This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, yes, yes. Good Friday to one and all. It is Taz the Moose with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the Rocky Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Who understands that it's not just a mortgage, it's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocky Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. You've got Mike and Pete across the way. Andrew's got double duty this morning, taking it right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time this morning for the next three hours with you. we got college picks, NFL picks coming your way a little bit later on in the program. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, bud? Uh, good, good, Moose. Good morning to you and everyone out there listening to us and the crew here. we got a big Friday show coming at you, uh, getting into a lot of football. Obviously, we're going to have our college picks, our NFL picks, so looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll be a good show. Good show on tap in reaction to the Thursday night game that was last night. As uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars had their way with the uh, Marcus Mariota-led Tennessee Titans, 20-7 to the final. Gardner Minshew played pretty well for Jacksonville. Uh, him and uh, and DJ Shark, uh, a nice combination, those two, uh, through the first couple weeks of the NFL regular season. And he caught a touchdown pass last night for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mariota and that offense did struggle against the Jaguar defense that we knew going into it, probably a, a little ticked off, a little bit bothered, playing with a little bit of edge. As we talked to Tony Baselli yesterday morning, Taz, uh, and he thought they would uh, give kind of a, a spirited performance last night, stay, sitting there at 0-2 going into the game, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, the defense for the Jaguars, to me, that was like you know unbelievable. I mean, nine sacks, uh, uh, Calais Campbell. I, I felt like every – I mean, it's an exaggeration what I'm about to say, but I felt like every time they were on defense, the Jags, like he was in the backfield getting a sack. I mean, the guy was unbelievable. He's – Hell of a player, big, big, big athlete, but super fast. But their defense as a whole was excellent. I mean, again, nine sacks. That's that's very impressive. Yeah, very impressive getting after the quarterback. And, and Mariota has not evolved as a signal caller here. In the National Football League now, you know, in the grand scheme of things, what does it mean? I mean, I think Minshew, who was a six-round pick coming out of Washington State and you know, they gave you the scouting report last year, um, and it was kind of it was kind of interesting when you know Minshew goes to Washington State playing for Mike Leach, um, and was you know asked the question when he had opportunity to go to a number of different colleges, and Mike Leach basically told him uh, when he signed up with Washington State, he goes, "Well, listen, you can come here and you can lead the pa- lead the nation in passing, or you can go someplace else." And he decided to sign up and go to Washington State, and then as he was lighting up college football last year, playing for the Cougars. Uh, you know, they relayed this story last night during the course of the game. Um, you know, Leach was asked a question about Minshew and, and what he can do. And he said, well, I mean, listen, he can make all the throws. You know, he's highly accurate. And they asked him how tall he was. He goes, well, he's just as tall as the, the all-time leading passer in Drew Brees. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's actually a little bit taller than that. And, you know, he's represented himself well. He doesn't look like a six-round draft choice. He doesn't. Um, they, uh, Coughlin was impressed by his moxie. When they met with him uh, during the draft process, especially, I believe, at the scouting combine, Taz. And uh, early on here, stepping in for Nick Foles, who 
uh, has been a very good teammate and helping him out in certain things. You know, Minshew's played played pretty well here, stepping in as a as a true rookie. No, he really has. And you know, listen, he was twenty or thirty through over two, through for over two hundred yards, no interceptions, uh, two touchdowns. I mean, so very impressive. And the thing is, like. You know, for me, I, I remember I didn't know much about him. I mean, I, I didn't know until I saw week one when Nick Foles got hurt. I, I happened to be watching. I flipped over and I was watching the Jaguars. And because I heard Foles got hurt, I'm like, wow. And then they brought the, this kid Minshew and Gardner Minshew. And I'm like, wow, I'm watching him play. I remember coming on the air the next day here. And I'm like, man, this kid was actually pretty good. We'll see how it is. I, I remember saying when I said, like, how defensive coordinators adjust to him. I mean, not defend against him. But <laughs> since then... He's been playing excellent. And last night, uh, you know, it was the only game in town, Jaguars versus versus uh, versus Titans. So it was like a, a coming out party for this kid. And production-wise for TV, for NFL Network or Fox, whatever was doing the production on it. So it seems like a, a collaboration. But they did a bunch of video packages, as you know, Moose, pushing this kid. And, you know, and showing his family and all this stuff. It's a great story. And he's a very charismatic kid. And, and, and he's, like, I feel like he's become a star overnight in the NFL. And it's and it's that's that's what they do, right? They, they have guys like... Drew Brees out an injury. Guys like Roethlisberger out an injuries. You know, uh, uh, Eli, Eli Manning getting benched. We talked about how that stuff's not good for the NFL. Those are stars that are not going to be playing this week. And what do they do? Hey, they make a new star. And 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 that's what that's what I felt from a, from a character building perspective. But the kid's a player at the end of the day. So. Yeah, he is. Um, and everyone down in Jacksonville wearing their mustaches uh, because uh, of the one that Gardner Minshew does represent. He, you know, he's got a ways to go. Uh, certainly, continue to establish himself, Taz. But um, you know, I don't think Jacksonville realized what they had when they drafted him with the sixth overall pick. I'm sure they liked him. Um, but he's um, he's de- stepped up to the plate and played. Very, very well, and and maybe this is going to be one of those stories that we're talking about ten years from now. Uh, or, you know, remember way back when in the uh, fall of 2019 when Gardner Minshew established himself as an NFL quarterback. Now it's just two and a half games that we're talking about here, so yeah. he's got a ways to go. But early on, he looks very, very good. And here is Minshew talking about uh, last night's win. A lot of people never thought I'd get this opportunity, so now that I do have it, I got to make the most of it. Um, so I'm super grateful for it. Uh, but I know, um, you know, through everything I've learned in my career, you know, the situation I'm in, I may only get one. So you got to make the most of it. Yeah, and he's absolutely right. And the one thing you heard last night uh, from the broadcast crew, Aaron Andrews went down to the sideline and relayed a story talking about Nick Foles, Taz, um, and where, you know, it is – and listen, he got paid. We get it. And he's already won a Super Bowl. So Nick Foles doesn't have really – kind of anything to, to to be concerned and all that worried about down there in Jacksonville. But uh, relay the story of just how good of a support system Foles has been for Minshew after he broke his clavicle. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you, know, I, you know, on the plane after that loss, Foles was the first guy to text him when he's sitting on the airplane uh, with what he, uh, what he witnessed or saw on the field, what he did right and what he did wrong, things to... <clears throat> Uh, to look at in that quarterback's room as well. I mean, that's, you know, they, they talked about how good of a guy that Nick Foles is. And, and that says a lot about Foles as a teammate. And certainly, I'm sure Minshew's happy to have that kind of support. I think that's awesome. You know, I heard the same thing and f- that Nick Foles did that. It's kind of like what we heard at with, with the Giants with Eli Manning helping Daniel Jones behind the scenes and, and, and throughout this process. And even, even when Eli was, was the starter, I, I love that. When I hear, I hear a, um, a veteran guy help a young guy because it's it's not often you know because like we talk about a lot it's so competitive that um, these players like a veteran you know he know uh, like a Nick Foles 
he knows. I don't want to sit here and say Nick Foles is in the twilight of his career. That's that's not true. If we were talking about um, Ben Roethlisberger or Eli Manning, that would be true. But I don't think that's true for Nick Foles. But still, he is older. He's more seasoned. And he's a Super Bowl MVP. He's so experienced. And you know, he was a starting quarterback. They brought they brought the Jaguars brought Foles in to be the guy, and then he gets hurt week one. And now he's helping this kid Minshew. It's very, very, uh, very cool. A cool story to hear that of Nick Foles. But everybody says he's a great guy. I mean, that's what you hear from out of the guys at the league. So yep. I guess it's not a super shocker, but it's a good no, story. It, it, yeah. but it's good. I mean, it's yeah. it's nice. Yeah. I mean, it, you're right no about that in terms of of Foles being a good guy. Uh, but it's it's nice to hear that and and him certainly being all in. Yeah. And he would like certainly when he returns, Taz. Depending <laughs> on what happens, I mean. But when he returns, he would certainly like the Jaguars to be playing meaningful football games when he's healthy enough to play. Mm. So, you know, he wants Gardner Minshew to play well. Yeah, that's a good point. He, you know, yeah. he, he doesn't want uh, him to struggle. He wants the Jaguars to to win some football games. So you get it from that perspective, and it's interesting when you look at the evolution of a quarterback, right? And you look at Mariota across the way, and, you know, Taz, I was a huge Mariota fan coming out of Oregon. Mm. Um, you know, a Heisman Trophy winner yeah. and salt of the earth. I mean, you want to talk about a good guy and a kid that at yeah. that time and still does has his head on straight and what he does in the community on the football field. You know, it, it's it's tough to watch, but he just has not evolved as a as a quarterback in the National Football League. You know, he's he's playing out the, that initial rookie contract down there in Tennessee and you see some throws and some decisions as that game is going along. And it's not just that example. It's a myriad of different examples with Mariota to where, you know, I thought he'd be a much better quarterback in the NFL coming out of Oregon. So did Tennessee draft him number two overall than what he has developed into. And, you know, this is a, a huge year for him individually to kind of evolve as that player has. But I don't know if that evolution's really ever going to come. I really don't because it's been a while here. He's been banged up but when he's been in there and he's had some success. But ultimately, when he throws the football, Taz, it, it, it it's not the same as you right. see from everybody else. Nah, I know, I know. And he's holding the ball long. He's holding yeah, the ball no a long time. You know, and I'm with you. I echo your statements on when Mariota came out of uh, out of Duck Country with the Oregons. I, I was a huge fan of his also. I mean, that, when he was playing for Oregon, he was just – that team was great. And, oh, great. And Love pro- that team. Oh, my God. The program was awesome. I mean, and he was – and he, to your point, he came off <clears throat> very uh, – very genuine, very as a good like he was a kid at the time as a good kid, and and I agree with everything you're saying because as evolution went on, he's he's not a guy you're gonna have a problem with, you know, off the field. No, he's not a headache. He's not gonna gonna go out of coach verbally. You're never gonna hear any negative static on him. But it's about winning games. It's about you know playing great. And 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 I'm with you. I don't I don't you know, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's kind of sad because he hasn't he hasn't really you know. Uh, been the player I think that everybody thought he'd be, which stinks, you know. No, because, and, and you that's know. a and that's a problem for Tennessee. Yeah, uh, that is because their their backup quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. I mean, th- that's not going to do much for you True. either. So, I mean, they might be in the you know the quarterback circus <clears throat> and the hunt, uh, Taz once again. And you know, the game last night really was marred by so many penalties over the course. And and I don't know oh, how yeah. exactly the National Football League is is going to make that adjustment. I mean, I. I didn't understand one other thing. I didn't understand why Vrabel doesn't kick the field goal fourth and six inside the twenty yard line of Jacksonville, down fourteen nothing early third quarter. Test. On the road, <laughs> on the road. Yeah. I mean that that yeah. to me, when you're going for it at yeah. that stage, no, and Mariota missed the throw on third and six. 
you know, how many times, Taz, you hear coaches talk about the you got to crack the scoreboard, got to right. crack the scoreboard, crack the scoreboard. It's not like Jacksonville was run away from them. That's a, you take the field goal at that stage, make it a 14-3 game. Maybe we're still looking at a loss for the for the ten, for the the uh, Tennessee Titans. Right. But still, at that stage, I don't understand why Vrabel goes for it there. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I felt the same way. It was a little perplexing. I mean, he's still, he's not a rookie head coach, but he's still a young head coach. No excuse. He's been around the game a long time, was a great player, and, and obviously learned so much under Bill Belichick. But, yeah, it was a little bit of a head-scratcher. That was definitely a little bit of a head-scratcher. But I got to tell you, I, just just if you talk about like the beginning of the game, like right out of the box, I don't know how you felt, but for me, I felt like the Jaguars on their first possession, they set a tone right away. They were they were coming, and they put up 14 points in the first quarter to a donut to the Titans. But they, they really, the, the Jaguars, I mean, they really, and it was raining, it was a sloppy track, it was... You know, it was, it, but their fan base was there and all that. Yep. And, and man, I'll tell you what, though they they set a tone early. They weren't playing games. I mean, they came right out, you know, throwing punches. And I'm like, whoa, the Titans, they're, they're the away team. They better they better buckle up because they're in for a little fight. <laughs> and, yeah, and then the fight didn't stop. From no, the no, it didn't. And you're yeah. right. You know what Jacksonville played like Taz, a desperate team. They did. They did. You know, they they, they came out right. and they played they played desperate football. Uh, they didn't let the Ramsey. We'll get to the Jalen Ramsey stuff here in a little bit, Taz. They didn't let the Ramsey stuff, you know, distract them. Right, right. Uh, you know, they, you're right. They came out swinging, uh, but still, or, you know, that game goes to halftime. It's still really in today's day and age in the NFL. It's still anybody's game. It's true. only a two score game. True, true. We're not looking at twenty eight nothing at halftime. We're right. looking at fourteen nothing, and you know, the Tennessee Titans still had an opportunity if they were able to put together a good half of football. And they really weren't able to do it all night long. And you talked about the Jacksonville defense that was downright dominant. And Taz, the penalties, as we oh. mentioned, besides Vrabel, I mean, the Thursday night product, you and I, you know, we've had our discussions about the Thursday night game. Right. And, um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of it. You know, this game, you know, I maybe it's just the combatants that leads to a tough watch. It was a tough watch. So you didn't like this game? It was okay. Right, it was right. okay. I mean, yeah. I, I like the Minshew story. Right, right, right. Did I think it was a great, well-played game? No, I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was a great game. Right. I, you know, I got to right. be honest with you. But I thought I thought Jacksonville, uh, you know, played a played a good game. I was I was really disappointed, honestly, in Mariota and how he yeah. played last night. Yeah. Uh, because I thought there were throws, throws that – a guy at this stage of his career have got to make. But the other thing, Taz, how about all the penalties in the game? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, You're like, right. it is. I mean, it is. What's the NFL going to do here, though? There's nothing they can do about it. They, you know, they're, they, I, I mean, know. If guys uh, are going to clutch and grab and hold and push off and they're going to be able to allow coaches to challenge instant replay, non-call, call, right. overturn it, not right. overturn it, right. you, this, is what, this is what you're buying into. I know. I know. And you know what was really disturbing watching this game? So you had, I don't have the number of penalties in front of me, right? But for the first half, I mean, you know, whatever, it was a lot of, let's just say hypothetically, we'll get the number. You, you know, let's say it was 12 penalties yeah. or 13 penalties, something like that. And then you have, well, we'll get into this a little bit, but a legendary, current legendary player tweets about the amount of penalties. Troy Aikman rips in the first half as the color commentator the amount of penalties in the game and calls out the refs. Calls out the refs saying, Aikman I'm talking about, like, yo, these, these, this is ridiculous. I don't agree with that 13 call. penalties total. Thank you. So 13, that's a lot of penalties. But then in the third quarter, correct me if I'm wrong, there were no penalties. Right. So it's like the NFL or the officials or somebody heard, 
you know, about the broadcast or heard about the legend up in New England or something and heard that the narrative on very lo- influential. You know what I mean? And and it's like a Brady that, tweet changing things. That's what I'm saying. Did Brady send that at halftime? He's no, he's uh he sent it during second quarter, I believe. Was Mike, it I don't second know quarter? when it was, but I think I think it was second quarter. Okay. I'm pretty sure, but um the thing is, because... Don't uh, hit him, and he can now change the course exactly, of the way game. Unbelievable. <laughs> and Joe Buck, I was a little surprised because Joe Buck, the play-by-play guy yeah. for Fox, he mentions, the, he said, he was pretty funny what he said. I was just surprised he did it. He goes, uh, hey, Troy, I'm paraphrasing. Hey, we lost a viewer. And Aikman had no idea what he says. What are you talking about? This is live on the air. And then uh, Buck goes, well, Tom Brady tweeted, I'm turning the game off because of the penalties. And Aikman was like, well, he's right. You know, like, it was, you know, so... I was surprised as, you know, like the guy. Well, that's tough to say when you're doing the game. That's what I'm saying. Game that's, NFL Network yeah, to yeah. be referencing. You that's know, what I mean. Right. That's, that reminds me of well, who was the analyst in the studio during the AAF when he said nobody's watching. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who was that? We talked uh, about it. Was it. A, uh, uh, Rod Woodson? No. Was, was it, it Woodson? Woodson? It uh, yeah, was? it was. It was Rod Woodson. It was Rod Woodson. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I remember we talked mistake, about that. He's yeah, like, don't yeah. worry about it. Nobody's watching. <laughs> and that got on air. It's a great I mean, way to get fired. That league didn't last all that much no, longer. I know, but how do you say that? No, I, I oh, agree. No. I don't disagree. Oh, I don't cow. disagree with you, but oh, it's kind of uh, to a lesser extent an example of what happened last night. I mean, they're sitting there in attendance. You know, the rain <laughs> falling down at times. Ugh. It's not a. It's not a crisply played football game, and I think it really has a lot to do with the styles of the Titans. And and Jaguars task. Yeah. I think they're very very similar. You know, they're built up front. They're a tough defensive team that kind of like kind of defines right. them and defines their team. Henry Fournette similarities. Yeah, yeah right. Point, and you know? you know, like we've watched boxing. You right, know, right. you were a wrestler and this and that. You know, styles make fights. Sure. You know, some yeah. styles work, some styles don't. Yeah. I I think when the Titans and Jaguars go, I I don't think you're especially in a short week. I don't know if that necessarily leads to a great game, but mm. so they're sitting there watching that, and then Brady sends out that yeah. tweet and they reference it. I agree with you. I'm surprised that Joe Buck referenced yeah. it. I missed it when he referenced he it. Did quick. I did see the Brady tweet, but I mean, there were times in that game where there were so many penalties, it wasn't watchable. Right. So, so if you think about it, like, to, to the point I'm making, like, you know, if you got if you got a freaking, you know, you got I'm sorry, you said 13 penalties in the first half, right? You said 13? No, 13 total. Oh, total. Total, total for okay. the game. Well, it was unbound. There was, broken down there, by there was a good amount and let's just say it was 8 or 9. In the first half of the game, yeah. I remember in the third quarter, at, at the end of the third quarter, Buck said there were no penalties in this quarter, something to that effect. You know, and he yeah, there being, were there were a lot of penalties, in right? The first but it just it stopped for a while, which is like kind of odd. You well, know, it's strange, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, or or maybe there was an adjustment by the team, or maybe they got I, a message. Yeah, that's a big adjustment. Maybe right? it was a case <laughs> of they decide to let them play. I mean, there you can know. go a number of different ways, Taz. Maybe uh, the maybe the t- you know you would think that it, if you're going to go down the ro- that road where it's heavily penalized when on a. A turf that's uh, that's sodden, uh, that's wet and down by rain. You would think that the penalties would continue, but didn't in that third quarter. Overall, the Jaguars needed a win, Taz, and they got a win. I mean, that's that's what they yeah, needed. It's a big to. win. They needed it. You're right. They, they needed that victory. Is they're one and two, and now the Titans are one and two. We'll get into the Ramsey saga uh, as he chatted with the media. Uh, he also hopped on a podcast earlier in the week that broke yesterday too. So we'll get into his comments, the latest and greatest with the star corner for the Jaguars and his trade demands. We will do that next. It is Taz and the Moose on a Friday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. Weekdays and weekends, we are open for business to talk about your favorite college and pro football teams on CBS Sports Radio.
It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, whatever. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. So uh Mike across the way found the breakdown test. Had ten penalties in the first half. First half, ten penalties. Three in the second half. Three in the second. So oh, yeah. see, that's what I mean. Like, and that's what Joe Buck made a comment and he in was reference. definitely right, he did. And he was Definitely being sarcastic, which he's good at. And I'm pretty sure it was right as the third quarter ended. And I don't remember his exact words, but he brought attention to it pretty heavily, you know? Yeah, that's yes, He's well, raised, when the, when the king of the NFL, does well, he is the king. Yeah, well, that's it. Ra- and that is Tom hand. Brady. Yes, a hand raise. So we have yes, to buddy. Let him um, yes, I was watching ahead. the game this morning because I went to sleep. You have no immediately life. last night. That's one way to look at it. Um, I believe it actually was 15, 15 called penalties in the first half. Ten accepted. Ten and accepted. That's what that would show up in the box scores. So that's why. There's nice. 10 the first half, but it was 15 flags total, I believe. <clears throat> and 10 accepted. And 10, 10 accepted. accepted. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All, All right. right. There you go. That's it's thorough. Nice just, job, yeah, It's just interesting, right? Well done. That, like something. And then nothing in the third quarter. That's what I mean. And I'm with you 100%. It might not have been Brady, but somebody called that room and was like, dudes. Yeah. Slow it down. Yo, Aikman went off. Like yeah. he was, it was bad. I mean, he was very blunt about it. You know, and he's usually not... You know, hot take guy on his calls. He's just all nuts and bolts. He's going to give you the breakdown and stuff of the game. It's but. surprising because the Thursday night game is really always a great game. So well played. <laughs> so <Yeah>. well played. <laughs> well, the thing a, a, Moose, you love the Thursday night Oh, my God. The Thursday night game. I'm a big doozy. fan of the Thursday night Now you're throwing Shit. all the penalties. Every time <laughs> I watch it, I think of you now. I, I can't even just enjoy it again. i got to take a Moose miserable No, what do you game. mean? It's no. <laughs> you, What are you talking about? You enjoy it. You're like more I do. and more. You like football, do. NFL football every day. No, I do. You know I do. Tuesday night, Wednesday night. I don't oh. care about rest. Yeah, Roll nobody, them right nobody out there. loves Tuesday Maction more than you, Taz. <laughs> I so. love the Maction. Yeah, it's great. M-A-A-C. Right. Um, <laughs> what's going on, Andrew? How you doing today? <laughs> Guys, here's your report. It is sponsored by Geico. Uh, great news. There's Mac a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. You have a game this weekend. I do not have a game this no weekend. Game. No game this weekend. When's your Fordham game? Next weekend. Next weekend. Fordham and Richmond. A home or away? Oh, home. Oh, home. Yeah, home, or, home only. The Spiders, Spiders coming north. The Rams. Do you go on the road at all for no, Florida? No, 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 no. Just all home. Correct. Back wow. to the back to the old stomping grounds. Yes, and fetid like a returning hero every time. I oh, go really? Back. Oh, yeah. They roll out the red carpet. Well, see, the good and bad thing is there a bogus hall. The good, Big no, not yet. Just that, for him, the bogus that involves gate. money. <laughs> uh, I have gotten a free keychain from the official <laughs> oh, <right>. donors club. <laughs> I'm Andrew Bogus because I MC their events. Not Does it have the little light on it? To help you in the dark? No, no, no. It's old school square plastic with a Fordham Maroon Club oh, insert inside. Nice. Yeah. It's good for my garage key. You're high up on the food chain at Fordham. Something like that. There I work go. for free. That's really my, my calling card. <laughs> uh, where was when you Next week, right? So we're going through a whole big breakdown of what this game's going to entail between the Spiders and the Rams. Yeah. 
All right, no, just show them. Which yeah. day you want to do that? Wednesday, next Friday morning. Friday, Thursday, and Friday. You guys should pick it both days. Right, every update. Every update. Every update. We'll get into it. We'll start with the defense line play. Pete can't wait. Then we'll go into the offense and then special teams. We got the baseball playoffs. There you go. And we want new and interesting nuggets. I'm your man. Yeah. Maybe Mike has anyone ever been to University of Richmond, like the actual campus? I have. Yes. It's it's I have too. It I know. is unbelievable. You've never been there, Moses? I've not. It's a beautiful I've not. spot. I've not. It's a beautiful little campus there. Yeah, and it really is. We talked you, about that. He, really did your nice. son play there? He did. He, yeah. He, they had a they had a game there two years ago when he was at Bucknell. They played that. It was unbelievable. We knew it was a nice campus, but you yeah. Know. The first time I went there, I was like, "Why did I not want to go here more? It's just a beautiful place." So my kids said, "We saw him at the end of the game. You know, they have the tailgate with the parents, right?" And he says to me, my wife, he goes, you know, they recruited me, and I blew them off. That was dumb. <laughs> he goes, this place is really nice. Yeah. I go, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, so funny. anyway. Uh, <laughs> they get smarter as they get older. It just takes that's a while. It. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's frustrating. So, guys, we are waiting again to see how the NFL and the Patriots respond to something Antonio Brown might have done. The woman who says Brown made unwanted sexual advances while she was painting in his house back in 2017 releasing text messages from Brown from earlier this week. Her lawyer says the texts are threatening and violate the league's personal conduct policy. They came after SI published the woman's accusations. Brown's lawyer declined comment to SI. Now we get to football. Win number one for the Jaguars, 27 over the Titans in rainy Jacksonville. Two touchdown passes in the first quarter from rookie Gardner Minshew. We're all building trust right now. Um, you know, whether it's me and Flip, Flip and everybody, or me and the guys on the field. So, you know, all I can do is try to earn that trust every day. And I think when you do that, you uh, get more opportunities to do fun things like that. As Pete the Body knows, Flip is offensive coordinator John D. Filippo. I'm glad you said that. One time like, Fordham assistant. It really? Yes. Wow. So it all that. comes back wow. to the Rams. It really does. I didn't, didn't see know. that one coming, did I you? Know. I'm glad you said this. I didn't know who Flip was, but it makes sense. His dad used to be, or maybe he still is, the BC athletic director. Oh, John D. Filippo. I think he is. <laughs> Uh, this was Minshew's second start after almost winning in Houston on Sunday. His counterpart, Marcus Mariota, sacked nine times, hit, hit much more than that. The Titan offense didn't score until early fourth quarter. Both these teams now one and two. The Dolphins are making quarterback change. Josh Rosen starts Sunday in Dallas. And the Finns claiming former Cowboy DN Taco Charlton off waivers. And Steelers running back James Conner returned to full practice yesterday. He has said all week he would play this weekend after hurting a knee last weekend. Yay, the Yankees clinched last night. And the 1-2 struck him out swinging. Ball game over. American League East over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Button it up. Yeah, it's about time something went Moose's way. Uh, That's (laughs) Stop. You're such a wise ass. How are the Redskins doing? Uh, John Sterling on Yankees Radio. They can no longer hurt me. (laughs) Me too. I made that declaration like five years ago. You're a Patriot fan. Uh, No, I'm not a Patriot fan. (laughs) He's a Dixie Cup Patriot Right, even though I pulled their name out of a Dixie Cup. I'm not a Patriot fan, but no more pain with the Redskins. I've cut it off. Ripped the Band-Aid off. Well, you have, but you have full Scabbed joy up. now. Your Yankees, you have full oh, joy. I can't wait. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Well, they're really good. So yeah. I think they're probably going to keep winning. So, <laughs> Well, you never I mean, uh, you never Don't know give up you... the fight yet, Taz. Uh, I'm not. The just, Astros with Verlander just, exactly. and Mr. 300K. Just, how, about the, how about the fact that, that uh, just on a side note, Garrett Cole, right? Yeah. You see Garrett Cole at three, you know, got to 300 strikeouts. Yeah. 
19 times this year he's had double-digit Ks. Mm. You know, joining, I think there's only four other men in the history of Major League Baseball that have been able to do that. Sandy Koufax, all of them, Nolan Ryan, having a year that have had double-digit strikeouts of 19 or more times in any given season. All the other guys have been Hall of Famers. I mean, Garrett Cole has had an unbelievable year for the Astros. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't that's think he's amazing. lost a start since, like, May something. That's insane. And Verlander still might be better. I know. Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, that uh, is they crazy. could beat the Yankees yeah. easily. It's going to be Fingers battles, crossed. man. It's yeah, gonna it's going to be fun. I'm just glad the Red Sox aren't in it. I have no dog in that fight, but I just, as long as the Red I, I think I'm more of a Red Sox hater yeah. than a Yankee hater. I guess because I'm from New York, but but still, as a Met fan, I don't know. I, I, I would, it's a New York, I look, okay, so Moose, you're obviously a Yankee fan, but you other cats here. So when the Yankees play the Red Sox, okay, Andrew, we'll go around the room real quick. Mm. Who are you root for? I never root for the Yankees. Even against the Red Sox. Even against the, the Phillies. Sox. Oh, God. You're such a tough Mike, guy. Mike, Yankees, Red Sox? Uh, Boston. Okay. Really? So you Pete? don't like Andrew? Boston. Yeah. Wow. I guess I'm the only Met fan here that would root for the Yankees. Well, I do root for the Yankees when they play. So you're not a Met fan? Is what no, we're I actually today. am a Met fan, but I'm, a proud, I'm proud from the state that I'm from. Hence why I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. It's the only New York. Oh. Here we go. The only New York team from the NFL. But I, we go. Thank we're you, talking Josh baseball. Allen. Here's the thing. <laughs> I will root for the Yankees Thanks. against the Red Sox. Always. I'm just telling you. All right. I'm not sitting there with a Yankee hat on. No. Like, oh, yeah. But I'm just, You're a rarity. It, I, I'm just, I find that hard to believe, but I guess I am. No, you are. Yeah. The I, only reason to root I, for the Yankees is for, like, if they are somehow playing for the state, the sake of our universe. That's if such they, a This nop. is the that's real, real world, nop. like, Space that's Jam, a, and they're a, playing Guardians aliens. of the Galaxy? Yeah. Such a that's the attitude. only reason to be behind dun, dun, it. If our lives, uh, our collective cool lives, song, depended though. on it. It was the legendary tune. I think I think means the, you know, the Mets theme is better, but a lot better. I would hope you would. You're I, don't think, I don't think the Red Sox even have a song. They have, what's his name? Sweet Caroline. No, they got Sweet Caroline. Gunshots at it. They got Sweet Caroline. They got a guy from Brooklyn singing their song. Neil Diamond. <laughs> That's the truth. Well, it's a great Boston. song. It then is, the, but then it's the a guy Mets, from New York. Then the Mets I mean? tried to hop on that, and then they, they were embarrassed and basically stopped doing it. Gotta, yeah, that's true. We got to find Mets, out. That was like that was a Red Sox thing. If Neil it Diamond. Let's stop. Stop. Yeah, other teams <laughs> stop. No, that was, no, that was the Mets. Yeah, right. Exactly response. right. They're like, wait, they you guys, Boston's been doing this for years. Really? What? They play dumb, right? Yeah, I wonder if um, And then they stopped doing it. I wonder if he's a Met or Yankee fan. Neil Diamond. I've said this before here. I actually saw him in concert. It's yeah. great. Unfortunately, he stopped performing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's great in concert. I've seen him you saw him two too, times. Right? Yeah. I saw him My at, mother just loves him? him. I saw him at Jones Beast. Where'd you see him? Uh, the Garden. Nice. Yeah, it was a nice night we saw him, man. My uh, wife and I. It was great. I saw it at the Garden and the old uh, Continental Airlines Arena. Way back when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrestled there when it was called that. <laughs> yes, yeah. I wrestled there when it was called that. Right? Um, Brendan but yeah, yeah, he's great in concert. Neil is great. Really, really yeah, great. Very he really good. is. Yeah, but I wonder if he's a matter of Yankee fan. I know Mike's team's looking into it. So we'll I think he's a out. fan of anyone who pays him. Yeah. Not right now. <laughs> I'm the Sox Not anymore now, but no. he went up to Boston, remember, during that run. What was that? It was like two World Series ago, and he was doing it during the playoffs. He was doing it live. Yep. That's, that was disappointing. Yeah. That was disappointing. <laughs> So just to recap the great news, uh, the Yankees beat the Angels last night 9-1 to clinch the ALEs for the first time since 2012. Cleveland caught idle Tampa Bay for the second wildcard, blanking Detroit 7-zip. The Indians 
have won their last 17 meetings with the Tigers. The Twins dumped the Royals 8-5, and the Cardinals outlasted the Cubs 5-4 in 10 at Wrigley. Chicago drops out of its tie with Milwaukee for the second NL wildcard. And manager Don Mattingly reportedly gets a two-year extension with the Marlins. Guys? All right. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, appreciate that. We mentioned going to break, Taz, about Jalen Ramsey. Jaguars victorious last night. Uh, here was the star corner after the game uh, taking questions about his trade demands. Take a listen. I don't want to answer any questions about trade or uh, anything like that either. I mean, I'll say what I had to say about that for now. Well, there you have it. What about uh, what about the defense and their performance last night? Calais had a big game. Yan got in there. Um, the Rook got up in there. You see Smoot made some plays. Smoot made some plays. Man, the whole D-line, they ate today, man. Today was truly their day. I'm, 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 I'm happy to see that. Uh, I'm proud of them, man. Y'all, y'all go talk to them, man. Get them some shine. Well, there you go. Give him some mm. shine, no doubt about it. That defensive line, they did eat last night to the nine sacks, uh, which we pointed out earlier on in the show, Taz. But um, Jalen Ramsey wouldn't address his trade demands uh, after the game last night. Didn't want to talk about it. But he did hop on 17 Weeks podcast um, and did have a conversation and talk about it. And basically he felt this is not about, as he said, um, some disrespectful things were said on their end that made me definitely walk out and call my agent as soon as I walked down. I told him, I said, it's time. My time is up here in Jacksonville. I want to ask for a trade. I was truly at peace. I wasn't in a mindset of making a decision while I was angry. I was completely calm. I still stand by my decision to ask for a trade. He said it has nothing to do Uh, He said, I love the city here. I love uh, still doing my charity work here, still out with the fans, uh, signing autographs, taking pictures, whatever. I love my teammates, but it's more so with the front office and their organization and disrespect. Mm. I don't know. I I guess I'm I'm being gullible here. And I said the other day, you know, maybe if the Jaguars win on Thursday night, which they did win, Maybe things would, um, you know, maybe Jalen would calm down. We heard Marone talk the other day. We played that sound, and maybe cool heads would prevail. We both kind of feel or felt like, you know, Jalen will stay on the Rams, and they won't trade him, and that won't happen. Uh, I still think that. Do you still think that? After hearing, after um, you just read the quote? I'm not so sure. Yeah. I'm not so sure. I don't know if I'm as confident as I was a couple of days ago, yeah. Taz, when you and I talked I about hear it. You. Um, yeah. To the point where I saw a story yesterday um, where a team actually called the league office and said, if Ramsey plays for the Jaguars on Thursday and we trade for him on Friday, can he play for us on Sunday? Jeez. And the league office said, no, he cannot. It's only one game per week per player. So there is some you know, heat to the fire that you know teams are interested. I know Peter King sent out a tweet yesterday, Taz, where he ran through the teams that – might be you know uh, might be aggressive enough to make that kind of move. You say right. Kansas City, Seattle, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, yeah. being three. I think he listed five. I don't remember the other two teams that were on that list in terms of having general managers that are aggressive enough to maybe give up what the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars are looking for. And reportedly, the Jaguars are looking for two first round draft choices. They're looking for a haul that the Houston Texans gave Miami for Laramie Tunsil. That's mm. reportedly in in that kind of you know ballpark on that kind of block on that kind of street. That's that's the kind of haul they're looking for. Jalen Ramsey, you know, um, I'd love to see him work out down there in Jacksonville. Taz, I think he looks perfect in that Jaguar defense yeah. and wearing that uniform, wearing the teal and the black. 
I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case anymore. Yeah. I can see him getting moved. You might be right. He played good yesterday, too. He had five solo, solo tackles. And it was like Ramsey Island in the first half. They were avoided. They were going more towards A.J. Boyer, who played great. And they wouldn't throw the ball towards Ramsey. I, I, felt, like Jero, uh, I thought, felt like it was Revis with the Jets back in the day. But they get going over to A.J. Boye, and that didn't work uh, for the Titans, I'm talking about. So. No, that's true. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And, and Mariota had a long night last night yeah. down in Jacksonville, so the Jaguars win. How about down to Carolina? We're going to go there next, Taz, because Ron Rivera uh, is done with the Cam Newton questions. And you'll hear we'll play it, and we'll take talk, talk about that next. It's Taz and Moose on a Friday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. On a Friday morning, time right now to ask the pros. Where you, the listener, get to ask us a question. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Submit your question. Be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all your car care needs, get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service. Where? O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. And down to Carolina we go, Taz, as uh, Ron Rivera is a little frustrated as a head coach. Mm, yeah. uh, there's no doubt about that he because, uh, you know, he's answering questions left and right about his injured star quarterback, Cam Newton, who's not played well, has been banged up for a couple of weeks, re-injuring that foot injury that he suffered over the course of the preseason. Here's Rivera yesterday as he met with the media down in Carolina. I'm not going to talk about it anymore, guys. I mean, let's talk about Arizona. I mean, I haven't really talked about Arizona, you know, so it would be good to answer those kinds of questions. Cam, though. I know it's about Cam, but that's, you know, we won't. I don't know anymore until tomorrow. So let's just, you know, let's talk about Arizona. If not, there's no reason for me to stand here. You felt before the opener you were 100% confident he was going to be ready to go. Where are you on that level now? (laughs) I just asked you to ask. (laughs) The guy, how does the guy come back? I mean, that's. I mean, I can appreciate sometimes when these media guys are, you know, pushy. That was be- – that's like, all right, the guy just goes and goes crazy about it. I don't want to talk about Cam Newton. And then he just goes, how about Cam? Well, but it, it <laughs> changes everything. Right. No, I know. I know. It I mean, it, it, you know, Rivera's got to be frustrated, and those guys are trying to do their job as well right. because everyone wants to know about the health of Cam Newton. So, I mean – you know, those guys have bosses, right? And those guys have guys yeah. that are giving them direction about where, you know, not that they're making stories up, but right. they're like, everyone wants to know what the hell's going on with Cam Newton. So you got to ask the question. It's interesting that nobody <laughs> had anything else other to ask than than Cam Newton, Taz. But, uh, you know, you're, you're if you're Rivera, don't you have to just expect that instead of walking out? Obviously, he's frustrated. He's yeah. obviously tired about talking about it. Yeah. Because he walked out of the presser yesterday and I think he's probably frustrated because he, he does not have an answer for him. Um, you know, I don't know if you walk out. I think maybe after that last question, Taz, maybe that would have been it if he just answered it. And then they marched on because he basically said it on three different occasions. I'll know more about it yesterday. But, you know, the health of Cam Newton certainly changes the perspective of that game against the Arizona Cardinals and whether or not Carolina can win that game out in the land of the sun. Yeah, you, you, you're dealing with Kyle yeah, Allen. I know it's about Cam, but that's, you know. The end, listen. Oh, I thought we had to get, we don't have it there. Okay. No, I was saying, there's actually, I've heard a long, I don't know if you heard the end, when he actually walks off Rivera, 
he goes, golly. Like he does like a I golly. Did yeah, yeah. I did hear that so yesterday. Our, yes, our audio production team is working at the Pete Pilate. They're trying uh, to find it right yeah, now. So I, I think, yeah. They're on it. They're <laughs> Kyle Allen. Yeah, that's going to be interesting at the QB spot. There, well, so. yeah, and, and I don't – I'll tell you, Taz, even if he plays, I don't know what you're going to get from Cam Newton. I'd be very concerned um, for Carolina and if you're a Panther fan about just what kind of Newton guy, Newton quarterback you're going to get all season long. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not entirely sure with the amount of pounding that he took. They did a piece yesterday on the NFL Network talking to, and showing the hits that Cam Newton has taken I didn't see over that. the course I, that of That must career. have been pretty heavy. I didn't yeah, see it. Yeah, I mean, it was – and, I mean, Taz. When did you see that? Uh, I think it was the NFL, NFL Network, Network yesterday. Uh, I, I think it was surrounding, you know, everything after this, uh, after this presser. So – um, Taz, I mean, he has taken some brutal hits. Um, and he looks like he is a tick slow. And, you know, his accuracy, which he was never accurate, you know, and, you know people point to that out coming out of Auburn, um, wasn't a highly accurate quarterback. Uh, you know, people were concerned about his throwing, whether or not they had to rework his throwing motion and the like, Taz. But um, I look at him now, I'd be concerned about Cam Newton in the future here. Yeah. No, um, I would too. Yeah. He's taken a massive amount of hits. He doesn't look like he's getting better. He, you know, he's talked about the fact he's gone on this vegan diet and he's given up meat. That's fine. And you know, he, he talked about how healthier he feels. He doesn't look at Taz mm. on the field. He doesn't look healthy. He doesn't mm. look spry. He, he doesn't look yeah. good I mean, on the field. You're, you're right. I mean, you're right. I agree. You agree with you. I should say. Um, yeah. And look, he's put his body out there. He's definitely all his success with the Panthers. You know, he's really he's never shot away from a hit. He's a big dude, man. He's. He was 6'4", 6'5", and, 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 you know, when he was healthy, healthy, and throughout the bulk of his career, he'd run the ball as a QB, man. He was no joke. You know, he's going to – and I'm talking about him in past tense, which is sad. He's still a starting quarterback, but it's like – and this is why Rivera's so frustrated because he, he might know inevitably this is this is a problem. They got a major problem there. By the way, I think we have the end of Rivera, when, his real frustration. When someone says this, you know they're really pissed. Please. There you go. Because you hear he goes, yes, I heard him say Kali, yes. I mean, like, you know, you've been mad in your life. I've been mad in my life. I mean, if your wife upsets you or one of your kids, do you ever go, Kali? Uh, no. No, I'm not. No. I've never but I'm not. Uh, be- I didn't grow up below the Mason Dixon line either. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, but I, no, I've not heard golly in a while. Go more Paul Jones. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's how you stole the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Uh, but I, I think that might be an intriguing storyline. I think it's a fascinating storyline to follow as we look at, you know, quarterbacks that are, you know, Eli's out, Roethlisberger's hurt, Breeze is hurt, Newton now down in Carolina. And even though Taz Newton is significantly younger than both Breeze, or all three of them, Breeze, Roethlisberger, and Eli Manning, I'll tell you, body doesn't look it. No. You know, and and that was where, that's where I would be concerned because if he's not running and being that quarterback outside the pocket, and if you're going to draw up a game plan, Taz, where I'm going to stop Christian McCaffrey, I'm going to load the box, and I'm going to force Cam Newton to beat me from the pocket, I'll tell you, that Carolina offense isn't going anywhere. I know. I think we've seen it. Uh, and, And that's a problem if you're Ron Rivera when you have an offense built around a quarterback where you're trying to maximize his athleticism and his ability to break containment, and that's a problem for Carolina here moving forward. And now you're going on the road and you're, you're playing Arizona. Yeah. So now, you know, you want to focus on that. This kid, Kyler Murray, there's still not a ton of tape on him. There's enough tape. But so defensively, you want to scheme against him. You want to focus on this kid because he's, you know, he's very dynamic. 
in that team. And they got a guy like Fitzgerald who's still catching the ball amok, you know, at his age and still just still got great hands and still gets open, you know. So, they're you know, they, they, Carolina could go on the road this week and, and simply lose this game, and that's why they're the underdog. I think they're minus two and a half, I believe. Yeah, yeah. they are a slight yeah. underdog. And, and I would expect – I um, anything could change. I get it. I guess reading the tone of the voice, Taz, from Ron Rivera, and specifically, that's all. I don't have any inside information whatsoever. Right. I think Kyle Allen's going to be a quarterback for Carolina on Sunday. I think you're right. I think you're right. And and just again, like you just said, you, you could just tell. I mean, he was Rivera was yeah, he was pissed. Like no, he was you know, he was he didn't hear off it. and he was bothered. And they take on an Arizona team, even though they're you know oh one and one Taz. They had that great comeback week one against the Lions. And, you know, we both watched that game last week down in Baltimore. If they were able to finish off drives, Taz, they could have easily beaten the Ravens. And they were 13-and-a-half, two-touchdown underdog yeah. going into that game. Yeah. They could have beaten the Baltimore Ravens last week. They just could not finish off drives. And even though he looks amazingly small at the quarterback spot in the National Football League, I'll tell you, Murray gets it in terms of where he needs to put the football. He's impressed the first couple weeks. And to your point... He- Every week that goes by, he's going to get better and better, that kid. No doubt. He's getting more comfortable. He's going to get better and better. Good point. Good point. See what happens. We'll go around the National Football League, Taz, including uh, some latest drama and storylines and accusations surrounding uh, star Pats wide receiver Antonio Brown. We'll get into that next. It's Taz of the Moose. we got college picks coming your way. we got NFL picks coming your way as well as we take it right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 